Hey everyone, and a huge welcome to the Dedicate Podcast, the wellbeing podcast to help you to get the most out of your life. We discuss health, fitness, relationships, self-love and body image, mental health, motherhood and more. I'm Kate Ivey, your host, and first of all, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you for your incredible support so far of our podcast. Today, I'm chatting to Emma Heafy. Emma is a mother to a two-year-old and an eight-month-old, and a motherhood writer and author. Emma used to be a lawyer, so she shares her experience from the corporate world to motherhood, the challenges and the beauty of being a stay-at-home mum, and her advice for anyone that is struggling. Alrighty, hi Emma, how are you? Great to have you here. Thanks Kate, how are you going? I'm great actually, I've just um, got both kitties down to sleep, so I'm excited to be chatting with you today. Perfect. I wish everyone could see you right now. I can I can see Emma and she is jammed in a cupboard surrounded by her clothes and it's quite funny. Oh, it's mum life. It's actually Lottie's cupboard here. So some oh, of her little shoes and things. So, oh, yeah. cute. <laughs> Making it work. So I wanted to talk to you about um, motherhood and something that I find really interesting is that you were a lawyer before you had mm-hmm. children. So yes, I was. First of all, though, just remembered, I want to say that Emma and I are both very loving mothers. We love our children. So regardless of what's said today, just make sure that everyone does know that. Absolutely. (laughs) One of those standard disclaimers. Um, And we'll talk about that further on, I'm sure. But it's so important. Like every mum loves her child. So So how was it adjusting from the corporate world to being a stay-at-home mum? Um, wow, it was a massive shift for me. Um, I talk about a lot, a lot on my blog, but um, I was definitely a workaholic. I worked ridiculous hours, so my law was family law predominantly. I did yeah. lots of other areas as well, but that's where my passion um, lied. That was litigation work, so it's lots of long hours, weekend work, high stress situations often. But I liked it and that was really fulfilling. I was helping people the whole time. Um, and you saw some very sad parts of society. But you could also bring such joy to it. Well, not joy, but relief. you could help a really yeah. yeah, a really sad situation for kids and, and families. I mean, separated families and um, can be one of the hardest things, I'm sure, for people. And now being a mum, I look back and I think far out. Going that Going through that for me would be... It would just be so heart-wrenching. I can't even imagine myself. And some of my advice would have definitely been different now that I'm a mum myself. But anyway, so there was, I was a workaholic. um, And going into motherhood was just a huge shift on so many levels. Like I could be, I could be where I wanted to be at whatever time. Um, I could dedicate my whole life, apart from, you know, socializing and being with my husband, (laughs) et cetera. But to to my work and being a mum it just became nothing was about me anymore nothing well you can still work but everything is largely dictated by your by your children and their needs yeah but what I'd like to always say about my shift is it probably wasn't it definitely wasn't one that I expected so I went into motherhood thinking I'm not I wasn't 100% sure that I would be a good (laughs) mum I wasn't sure that I was I didn't gravitate to babies and I was not your maternal type, but 
when I had my own, there was such a shift and such a love and I felt like I'd finally found my purpose. Like my work was always my purpose, but there was this huge shift for me, which I did not expect. And it really grounded me. And actually, I think I definitely suffered from burnout from work. Like I'd just been five years of going full hog at work. Like I'd made it to lawyer for child by that point. So I was appointed for, I hadn't had a first appointment, but I'd been appointed appointed by the court and was one of the youngest in my regions for doing that. And I just, gosh, the burnout, like having a newborn is really tiring and you're sleep deprived. But honestly, it was definitely a change of pace that I needed. It was absolutely a change of pace. And yes, the sleep wasn't there, but I've noticed how it's a different stress stress now. Like you're always going to stress over your kids. But um, yeah, I needed a wee break, I think, in hindsight, that break. And the timing for me was perfect. That's really cool to hear because I sort of thought you were going to um, talk about how hard it was adjusting to motherhood. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like, yeah, motherhood was, yeah, the perfect thing to adjust you. Yeah, and it absolutely was. It's really grounded me. I definitely have gone through lulls since. So like my babies have been good newborn babies. I don't like using the term. We'll rephrase that. Have been. Um, yeah, no such thing as a bad pretty, baby. No, there's not. But they've been good sleepers as a newborn, um, which made it a little bit easier. And then we go through this like terrible sleep deprivation. So for both of my kids, I've got two now. Lottie, she's two and a half going on three or 13 <laughs> um and a little eight month old hunter so both of them at this so hunter's about eight months old now and and lottie did the same thing they regress with their sleep and i'll be honest i go through the sleep deprivation is a real um killer for me like i need oh i can survive on reasonable amount of sleep but when it's back to back over over months I really struggle so I go through this like blissful newborn phase every time Mm -hmm. and then I kind of it comes a bit crashing down for a while so yeah it's not all roses but definitely becoming a mum has been the best thing I've ever done and I hands down never thought I would say that I thought I'd be rushing back to work I didn't think anyone would be able to hold me back and I had all my goals written out and that I've just gone out the window like I definitely have different goals now and I'm always going to be a driven person but yeah, this has just been a huge shift for me. Yeah, that's amazing. So so when I became a mum, something I really struggled with was my self-identity and mm. what that was mm. and how that looks. So did you have those same struggles or was it just an instant click into clicks from being a lawyer into mum mode? No. So I um so I think the timing was good for me for my first and so I needed that reset for me and to figure out what was actually important but as the months went on I've definitely found the identity shift hard like I love I think I'm intellectual like I like using my brain um, a lot and being because I'm primary I am a stay-at-home mum I'm a working mum now at home but and when you're with little ones a lot of the days are not using your mind that much it's just small talk little talk sometimes just crying the whole day and I found that a struggle like my identity was caught up in in intellectual work like constantly thinking constantly drafting affidavits constantly um trying to sort problems out and I actually saw the article in the news the thing on the news last night about whether you should put mum on your cv I totally think you should Mm -hmm. and there are some great things that mums do every day as a stay-at-home mum that are totally applicable to being in the workforce but I definitely felt that I needed something else that like, and that's where the writing came in for me. Like that was my, 
I kind of lost differently sort of some of my identity in terms of my thinking power. I found I lost it a bit. Um, and so that's why I started the blog. Awesome. And it was a way of just trying to reclaim some of that, a little bit of lost power, I guess, or yeah, yeah. lost identity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And something that a lot of people use um, is the term just a mum. And it can mm. be really um, hurtful. Mm. But yeah. I think there's a shift and you said it before about the, mm. the news article and people realizing, you know, how challenging it is to be a mother and how many skills you are acquiring. So I'd love to explore that a bit more and I guess sure. uplift our audience and make them realize if they are a stay at home mum or um, a mum in general, what skills they do mm. actually have and what they've learned throughout their journey so far. Yeah, I'm really passionate about this topic. I definitely, I have felt personally um, always justifying myself to people if, if I say, like, I'm just at home. And I'll say it myself, and then I kind of catch myself out and think, well, no, I'm not just at home. Mm. But that's the way you can be made to feel. Yeah. And there is such value in raising kids. It is hard, important work. I mean, we're raising the next generation. And there's so many issues and we could be here for hours talking about why mothers feel like that. But I definitely think we are slowly moving into the realm of it is really, really important work. I, I've, you know, I've written pieces about this. And for example, before coming here, uh, like the state of me, honestly, <laughs> trying to feed my toddler her pancakes, she wanted pancakes and it was 10 to 12, like we were meeting at 12. Yeah. I had to feed my, then get my eight month old to sleep. He just feeds to sleep still. And so there I am literally lying on the floor near his little like cot thing, that, which is the only place to sleep. And I'm like stressing, thinking, gosh, um, I've got to, <laughs> got to clean out the wardrobe, for example, you know, like I've got to put Peppa Pig on for my toddler. Like there's all these things. And then we're just expected to just put on this face. Like we're, we've got it all out. <laughs> all that stuff sorted but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes even when you're not a working mum I've just I've you do you there's such a mental load and a load just a physical load there's so much you're carrying and I didn't appreciate the heaviness of that load until I've become a mum and there was still a heavy load before before I the whole book thing when I was at home with them just you, as a mother as a woman I think we it's just embedded in us I think we carry so much we're the ones um, and gosh, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to take this away from men and father figures because co-parent is so important. But I think um, a lot of us do carry a lot in terms of kindergarten. Like, like we've just put a lot into kindergarten. And I was I was the one, like, you know, looking at which is the best option. And of course, my husband and I discussed it. But things like the enrollment forms and all of those things, we just, yeah, we just we, take we, it we all definitely on. A hundred percent. Yeah. And again, this isn't trying to minimize, you know, minimize men at all. I just think it's, whether that's a biological thing, I'm not sure. But we definitely, as mums, carry a lot, and there are so many skills that that we have. We do, um, and we saw our mothers doing it, doing massive amount, amounts of of the work around the house, and then mm -hmm. all the, you know, predominantly all the childcare. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then I find now, for example, like my husband's great um, and we're not husband bashing, like, like you said, um, but little things like if it's bedtime, um, now I've got more confident at saying, can you help me put the kids to bed? But sometimes mm -hmm. he might, for example, take a call at bedtime. So I'm putting all the kids to bed 
if the mm -hmm. roles were reversed, if I took a business call, I would be grilled. I would be looked at like, what are you doing? It's kids bedtime, you know, it's, so it's my responsibility and he's there to help, you know, yeah. and it's and all then, those little things. And then the other, on top of that, there's the guilt that comes with that. So I feel like when you're, you're trying to share the load and this is how I feel anyway, sometimes when I am sharing the load, I feel guilty for that. Like I, um, I should be the one doing it or gosh, he's got so much on his plate anyway. I shouldn't be loading him up with more. But like, again, that's just stuff we carry and it's, um, it can be really tiring. <laughs> and also yeah. the guilt associated with, um, like if my husband does something with the kids and it's really great, they all have a great day. Um, but there might be a few things that are overlooked that I would have done differently or, you know, I don't want to say better. But um, especially with my child who has special needs, there would be things that I would do to set the day up for success more. Um, and then sure. so it's all been done, but I still feel guilty that I wasn't the one doing it. Yeah, Do totally that? feel that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I don't know how we change this other than supporting mums to know that their work is valuable and the guilt is just such a wasted emotion. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I think I feel really strongly about that. We all feel it and it shows that we care. But um, yeah, how I've tried to rationalize the guilt thing is um, realizing that it's a natural emotion that's put there um, through evolution to ensure that we are keeping our kids safe. So mm. if you can check, make sure are they safe? Are they happy? Then yes, okay, we can get rid of the guilt and realize I think that's really, really helped me knowing that it's normal to feel this emotion and then I can rationalize myself out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> We've just taken a wee break and I love this. You've gone to get your son who's just woken up from a sleep and you're feeding him while you chat to me. If that's not motherhood, I don't know what is. That's modern motherhood right there. <laughs> yeah. What's been really cool about our chat so far is I sort of thought it was going to be more about how challenging it was to adjust to life as a mum from the corporate world. But the amazing thing is you've talked about how refreshing it was and how amazing it was for you when you didn't expect it would be. So how has it changed your outlook on life? In every way possible. For me, it's definitely now, it's grounded me so much. I, it's also made me probably more of an anxious person, to be honest. I worry so much more for them. But in other ways, I definitely, I'm even more driven probably before. And the reason is so much different. It's like I'm constantly wanting to better myself for them as a role model. And I'm constantly learning every day. I feel like when I went into this, I thought it was almost like a method. You're just mothering was following kind of rules and um doing what everyone said was right and but it's actually <laughs> but it's more about for me anyway going going with my gut and trusting myself and it's just you know you think you're there to teach them but man oh man are they teaching me a lot every day and just how precious life is you know I place so much more value on life itself that sounds really deep but yeah, they're the reason we keep going for me that, that, you know, of course I'm going to keep going if I did not have children as well, but it's just such a strong love. It's such a, str a strong force, isn't it? Motherhood, yeah. like being, yeah. being a mum. 
there's so many emotions tied with it that sometimes it's overwhelming but at the end of the day it's oh, incredible that's the thing I say to people like I'm really honest about motherhood and it can be hard and I think every single person at some point has found it hard and if they're not saying that yeah I think we've all had our moments but there's a reason we we do it more than once it's because and some of us choose not to as well and that is totally valid but there it's just so beautiful as well I'd not change a single thing no matter how hard it got you know <sighs> yeah that's another thing I'm just so deep I've always <laughs> been a really deep settler but yeah they've shown me a strength I didn't really know I had and stuff I've just yeah it's been a real identity shift for me um and in a good way and I think without the hard bits of anything we do whether that's motherhood related or not we don't grow and so for me motherhood has helped me grow a lot even even in the two year, two and a bit years it's um been going on for me so I'm excited to see where it takes me to be yeah, honest amazing. Yeah. so for oh. those that are struggling out there sometimes it's just so nice to hear that others are struggling it sounds silly isn't it you want others oh. to be struggling too but it really helps to know that you're not alone so what have been the biggest challenges for you my children not sleeping as toddlers definitely and that sounds like such a practical issue but when you don't have sleep things get so hard everything I, goes out the windows doesn't it you just your emotions yeah. your nutrition mm -hmm. just how you feel everything it's yeah, just yeah and just sometimes the relentlessness of it and I definitely load up way too much on my plate <laughs> but even if I hadn't before I started the book stuff it was relentless it's just even if you've got supports it's just constant there's always something else that's constant as well there's not really a break mm -hmm. you can have supports and not get breaks it's just yeah the relentlessness is another thing I find because even if you're not there in person you're there in mind your mind is always on what they're doing what we should be doing 100% it'll come back to that whole carrying the load you're constantly thinking about them constantly worrying it's just relentless and I don't think we place enough value or weight on that mental load I I'm, I won't keep I'll just say it once more but there is a huge load we're carrying as mothers definitely the mother carries a lot and just we need to give ourselves more grace yeah. because yeah the other thing is oh there's so many things but for me again the hardest thing was probably I'm a really productive based person so even as a lawyer like my time sheets my time recording was all it was just based on productivity and that's great but in saying that since I've become a mum that's possibly one of the biggest struggles I have it's like I just oh. want to mow the lawns and finish them for example granted yeah. we have big lawns <laughs> they take a couple of hours but you just want to tick it off and feel accomplished yeah 100% and again that's a learning for me it's like the to-do lists are always there, but it shouldn't, and it's just about coming to grips with, I'm not going to finish everything straight away. Yeah. That for me has been probably one of the toughest things, to be honest, wanting to be efficient and not being able to be having to stop, stop and start all the time things. Yeah, that for me, uh, I find quite challenging, but we're getting there. I think I'm learning. Again, that's growth and, we, um, and I'm getting better at it. Yeah. Oh, you seem like you're doing an incredible job. So tell us more about your book. You launched it when your youngest son, who's how old now? He's eight months now. Eight months now, when, well, basically when he was born. What? Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to mislead people. So um, 
I definitely had been working on it probably since I started blogging really like I have been writing and a lot of the musings are through my social media but yeah so it's been probably just under two years in the making and I've always wanted to write a book but it's just kind of turned out through the (laughs) through my connections online and just it resonating with people and a couple of people asked me to write to put it into a book so I thought I might as well go for it and so yeah I put everything into it and here we are now it's amazing and it's being sold worldwide yep so it's sold on Amazon and through my shop in New Zealand and I cannot believe the response to it and I just say one out there who has got a dream or is too afraid to start anything because there were many a time where I looked at my manuscript and was like oh who want to read my stuff honestly even if my following was growing online I still there's so much self-doubt as you know Kate with any anything you start from scratch there is self-doubt and it can eat you up and you either have to just jump on it which I encourage you to do because actually you'll never know how anything will go unless you try exactly what's the worst thing that can happen yeah you try and you learn from it but yeah there were many times where I was not going to push through especially when I was tired and I had a newborn but we got there and it was just it's been amazing those inner inner thoughts that you share that we're all thinking that really you know it just resonates so much with with mothers because you're getting you're sharing your inner thoughts about the challenges about the beauty of motherhood and we're all experiencing and feeling it and then you just put it pen to paper so perfectly it makes us all feel seen so it's it's amazing thank you and I just wanted it to be a book that someone could because as mothers we can never really finish much we start as I go back to what I was saying before but a book you can pick up and put down so it's got made up of all different chapters from pre-pregnancy through to pregnancy it's got chapters to different types of mothers hence the title it's like a letter pretty much to a new mother up until having two children um and it carries the reader through I think really in a method so um um, I just I was really clear that I wanted it to be something a mum could pick up and put down without having to reread something a hundred times yeah love it love it is there anything that you would change of your journey so far I know we learn a lot as we go so we don't want to change things because you know they taught us so much but if you could change something what would it be the sleep issues with my daughter and I know sleep is a very delicate issue but it kind of goes back to a bigger picture thing for me so we tried sleep training and and I did every I tried to do everything by the book and I think this is a standard first mum sort of thing to do it's just been so freeing freeing for me the second time round to just go with what feels right so like with with Lottie I try and feed her to sleep and and here I'm not here to, to um throw shade on anyone who sleep trains or anything like that but for me if I went back I would definitely do stuff a bit differently with her because what I've found is we we've struggled with sleep a lot and now I think it was two nights ago I put her to bed and I said oh I've got to go and get Hunter now and she just said night mum yeah. wasn't an issue you know yeah. and she just went to her own and I used to fight that I used to think oh she'll be seven still in my bed you know like yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm making my own back and I've just you do eventually like, get there with everything yes, don't you yeah you know, yeah. And there was, all the, there was all that stress that came with that and what wasted energy mm. it was. And I know that seems like a real practical thing, but that's something I've learned just to, I'd go back and trust my intuition more. 
So what advice would you give your 25-year-old self? I would give myself the advice that I will be a good mum. Yeah, love it. Jump in, you'll be a good mum. Because at that point, I was really at that, just got married. No, nearly, was just about to get married and stuff. And there was a lot of just doubting my maternal instincts and, and all the pressure around you're going to get married, you're going to have kids soon. Um, and I just wish I'd, yeah, just been a bit easier on myself and believed in myself that I could be a good mum. Yeah. And I guess that's your message to everyone, mothers and non-mothers out there, just to believe in yourself and just to take the pressure off yourself and just mm-hmm. go with it. Lighten the load however you can because it's a heavy load. <laughs> yeah. So what advice do you have for anyone out there that's struggling on their motherhood journey? Give yourself some grace definitely take one day at a time one hour at a time some days you're not alone in this crazy journey like it can feel so lonely (laughs) yeah just know that you're not alone we're all we all have really really hard moments and just make sure that you've you're not it can be really scary to be vulnerable and that's one thing I've learned as I've gone like I used to be really scared about being vulnerable and it's been so freeing to just like pull back the layers and not 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 care about what people think as much. And I know that's really hard, but sometimes the simple thing of just sharing a vulnerability can help, can really help others. And if you can get past it, if you are really struggling and you have someone you're willing to open up to, probably eight times out of 10, nine times out of 10, you'll find that they can come back with you with something that they're going through as well, if not the same thing. And you can bounce ideas off each other and it just makes it easier Um, so yeah if you're if you are struggling please try and talk about it because we've all been there most of us have all been there at some point to different degrees it might not be exactly what you're going through but something um similar we've probably all gone through and just getting it off your chest is so useful isn't it definitely bottling up is the worst thing i mean we've all done that and again opening up can be really hard but it can make a world of difference well thank you so much for joining me emma emma's had her hair pulled by her eight month old for about the last 10 minutes and the funny thing is i was watching it and it just seemed normal you know the things we do i know i would normally have been like ouch now i'm just used to having my hair pulled all the time (laughs) love it well thank you so much for your time that was so valuable i really enjoyed it and i'm sure our listeners would have loved it as well they can follow you on instagram Yes, they can. They can follow me on Instagram um, and on Facebook. I have two social media channels and obviously both of those channels link to my book if anyone would like to have a read or to buy it for someone else. Cool. We'll put a link in our show notes so people can check it out or you've probably got some of your um, long-term followers hopefully listening along as well. So thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Kate. Thank you so much for listening to the Dedicate Podcast. To catch all the latest from me, Kate, you can follow me on Instagram at Kate Ivy Fitness. Join our awesome fitness community of thousands of women throughout New Zealand, Australia and the world with your dedicate two-week free trial at kateivyfitness.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please support us by subscribing, sharing it with others and leaving a rating and review. That's so appreciated. Thank you. Thanks again. I'll catch you next time. Haere rā.